Hey guys, Josh Culler dropping in here and I wanna welcome you to the Content Marketing Playbook. I started the show because I had so many small business owners and entrepreneurs asking me questions about producing and putting out their own content marketing. So this show is specifically built for those people and around that uh, specific need. All topics are geared to give you tangible items to take action on in your content marketing. Um, I'm really passionate about content marketing. It's what I do for a living. And I hope this show brings a lot of value to you because these are things that I'm actually being a practitioner of in my business and the businesses that I implement content marketing for. So if it does, it would be absolutely meaningful to me. It would mean the world if you left a review for the show, if you're on Apple Podcasts. So please do that after you listen to the show. Also, I would love to connect with you specifically. Yes, you that's listening to this right now. So email me at josh at color media, colored spelled C-U-L-L-E-R josh at colormedia.com introduce yourself to me let's get a meaningful relationship going and i would love to connect now enough rambling let's get to learning and more importantly take action on the information or this is a complete waste of time and this show is completely useless so make sure you take action thanks guys let's make it happen Welcome to the Content Marketing Playbook. I'm your host, Josh Culler with Color Media. And on today's episode, we're gonna be continuing our, I don't know how many part series this is gonna be, but kind of explaining the platforms in which you can put content marketing out on. Last week, we talked about Facebook, so if you did miss that episode, make sure you go back, whether you're watching the video or listening to it on the actual podcast audio, go back, listen to that, because I explained everything you need to know about Facebook when it comes to actually putting uh, organic content marketing out on Facebook, and that's both business pages, primarily business pages, but also personal pages as well, personal profiles, because I explain on there. I believe that personal profiles on Facebook can be, uh, they're very underutilized by a lot of business owners, and you could really take advantage of it because of the fact that uh, business pages on Facebook are getting a lot less reach than what they should or could be getting, right? That's a pay-to-play platform. Now, when it comes to Instagram, which is what we're talking about today, it's a little bit of a different story. A lot of people treat Instagram very similarly to Facebook, and they are compl- they could not be any different in uh, terms of the type of content and the way you carry out the content on the platforms. I think when it comes down to it, when it comes to platforms being similar, I think Facebook is a lot more like LinkedIn than Instagram, a lot more like LinkedIn than Instagram. I think Instagram is kind of its own thing. It's really off on its own little island. I think the only comparable thing that you could bring to the table for Instagram is maybe Vero, which Vero has kind of been phased out over the past uh, half a year or so. If you guys don't remember, like Vero was a really big thing about a year ago and it just kind of never got traction and people just weren't using it because it was way too similar to Instagram. People were just already familiar with Instagram. So today we're gonna be talking about understanding Instagram, understanding the content marketing uh, placement of Instagram. And then I got, this is kind of like a ninja tricks type um, podcast episode, I guess you could call it, because I've just got a list of things that I'm gonna run through about Instagram and about how to actually get your content marketing out there on Instagram and get some traction with it as well. But before we get into it, if you haven't already, make sure you have subscribed to the Content Marketing Playbook. A lot of great content out there. This this podcast is primarily for business owners, entrepreneurs that maybe you're doing your own content marketing or maybe you are a marketing director and you need some more guidance on content marketing itself. All we do is talk about content marketing and how you as a business owner can get your own out there. And we do talk about marketing a little bit and kind of loop in and out of it, but the primary premise of 
what this podcast is about is content marketing. And so, like I said, we do venture off into the world of just straight marketing, but there's too many podcasts out there for me to dive deeper into that. So it's all about content marketing. So that's what we're going to talk about. Instagram, let's go ahead and talk about this. This is probably my favorite platform to consume content on and put content out on as well. I think Facebook is a Swiss army knife when it comes to content, um, being able to put content out on that platform just because you can put just about anything on there. I talked about last week how you could do pillar content and micro content and they're both going to work depending on what they are and how you put them out there, the placement. But Instagram is built specifically for that micro content. If you're putting pillar content out on Instagram, you're going to find it get a lot less reach than what your micro content can get. And again, I think I talked about this on the last show, but if you don't know the difference between pillar and micro content, I have a full-blown episode a few weeks ago talking about the differences between the two. So make sure you go listen to that as well. Shameless plug for that episode, but it will definitely explain the differences between what pillar content is and micro content is. Kind of a brief summary just to go over it one more time. Pillar content is that long form content. Like for instance, this podcast episode right here is my pillar content and I can take and chop that up into other pieces of content, quote cards, short 60 second blurbs, like literally me explaining what micro and pillar content is right now. I could snip this out of this podcast and redistribute that on Instagram as a brand new video, micro content, right? So Instagram is built specifically for this type of content. I know the argument is, well, they have IGTV and you can upload up to 10 minutes on IGTV or if you're a a bigger player, you could upload up to 60 minutes. Truth be told that IGTV has not gotten the traction that Instagram has wanted it to get. They want, Instagram's trying to become this, again, another Swiss army knife type content platform where you can consume just about any content on there, right? So people will take their full blown you know, pillar content videos, 10 minute videos, and upload that entire thing to Instagram. Instagram is not built for that. Now, even though you can do it, doesn't mean you should. I do see very much value in uploading three to four minute IGTV videos, and I am going to get into that here um, halfway through the show. But just keep in mind, micro content is what dominates on this platform. Short, bite-sized pieces of content that somebody can just go through consume that content and then drop down and keep going through their news feeds. That's what's going to dominate. If you're uploading too long, if you're uploading five to 10 minute IGTV videos, people just aren't on that platform for that purpose. They're not going to stay on that content and consume the full piece, right? So that's something you definitely, definitely have to keep in mind. Moving forward, that is the baseline for everything we're gonna talk about here. This platform is really built for influencers. Now, it is a very brand heavy platform. The awesome thing about Instagram is that, yes, it's a pay to play platform as well, but not nearly as much as Facebook is, right? So Facebook kind of has this segmentation of business pages and personal profiles, whereas Instagram, it's all profiles, all of it. So you do have the difference between a business profile and a personal profile, but the only advantage of having a business profile is that you get to see bigger analytics and you get to run ads and promotions, right? but they don't penalize you. They don't drag down your, 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 you know, reach your organic reach to your audience. If you don't pay for a boosted post or something like that. Right? So your organic content can get a lot more traction on Instagram than it can on your Facebook business page. So just keep that in mind. That's extremely important to understand. But the reason is, is because Instagram is a very influencer heavy 
platform. Whereas, yeah, Facebook, you can follow and like pages and stuff like that and personal brand pages, but they're not getting near the reach that what they are on Instagram. And I think the biggest reason is because Instagram is that velocity platform. You, you can go through a stupid amount of content in a very short amount of time. And that's where, that's kind of my next point here is velocity of content is what wins the game. This is really what my business does. We take real estate investor influencers and all we're doing, every time I get on the phone, like trying to make a sale, trying to get somebody that's going to buy into what we do and allow us to work with them and you know they take our services on, the very first thing I tell them is what we're meant to do is to get that drumbeat of consistent flow of content out there. And that is always what people are missing. People are never really missing, when I jump on the phone, they're never really missing that pillar content. They're never really missing, you know, they're already doing podcasts, they're already doing their own videos, but it's the consistency and the velocity of that content that they're missing. And this is what a lot of people miss out on is that consistent flow of content that goes out there. Whether that's three videos a week or three videos a day, velocity is going to win because of the way the algorithms work, because people are trying to scroll through their feeds extremely quickly. So keep that in mind. Velocity of content is what wins here on Instagram, especially on Instagram. Instagram is built for creators. And I remember when I uh, first heard about Instagram, I was I was actually doing sketching and uh, graphic design. And this was a year out of high school. And I just got on there and it was built for photographers, filmmakers, anybody that's in that creative space. And then it kind of slowly merged because influencers realized they could put raw content out there and get some traction with it. So that's kind of the baseline of it. You, this isn't a platform like YouTube where you need to you know, produce your videos fully and get them looking nice and clean, have intros and outros. No, if you have a five second intro video on your Instagram video, people aren't gonna stick to it. It's just not going to play out. People want instant, instant gratification. They wanna see that content right off the bat. And if you can get that in front of their face on a consistent, and regular basis, then you are going to win organically on Instagram. All right, so the next thing is keep the content interesting and creative. Again, you don't have to put a lot of thought into this, but the bottom line is deliver value before anything. This is not a place to have fluff. Again, this is micro content. Micro content, another definition for it, is the meat of your pillar content. And if you're messing around with fluff and that kind of thing, so like for instance, if I'm taking this video of this podcast and I'm putting it out on Instagram, I'm taking off that entire like two or three minutes of the, at the beginning of me just giving fluff about the podcast, about what to expect and introducing people and telling them and telling you to subscribe to the channel and that kind of thing. Like I'm taking all that out because that's not relevant on Instagram and people don't want to consume that content on IG because it is such a quick and um, instant gratification platform to, to be honest with you. And so you have to keep it interesting. You have to be, keep it creative, you know, be a little creative with it. And again, creativity could just spill into raw type content. It doesn't have to be super produced, doesn't have to be super crazy, but make sure you do um, keep your content interesting, keep it creative and keep it engaging and relevant. Relevant, you guys know relevance is my one of my favorite words when it comes to content marketing. Keep it relevant to your target demographic. The next thing is hashtags. What people don't really look at is the reason why hashtags are so important. And, and anytime you like go to YouTube and you YouTube like grow my how to grow my Instagram following or how to get more engagement on my posts and stuff like that, this is one of the first things that comes up and there's a reason for it. 
Hashtagging is super important. I believe it's still 30 hashtags is the max that you could do. I'm not gonna go into like the whole science of it and everything. I'm just gonna give you the baseline of what hashtags are actually meant for. And the bottom line is that the hashtags are, you have to think of it in a way as um, SEO keywords on a blog post. So when you put a blog post out there, you have the option to add keywords to the actual post in the metadata so that when somebody searches that term, your blog shows up. This is the same, this is the same thing. Hashtags act as that SEO keyword that you can throw down there in your in your post and people can actually find it. The interesting thing about Instagram is this is a very it's a very discovery platform. People will spend hours and hours just going into rabbit holes of people that are relevant to who they are. I do this every once in a while where I'll go into a rabbit hole of marketers or content creators or you know entrepreneurs, business owners, and I'll just like follow a bunch of people and check out all their content. And it's because of the hashtags that I'm clicking on along with that. And so hashtags is probably the biggest way to get organic reach when it comes to your posts. So make sure you're using relevant hashtags, things that make sense to your posts there. You know, if, you, if you're putting a post out there about podcast, don't hashtag travel unless your podcast has something to do with travel, right? So those are some things that you gotta keep in mind. Keep it relevant. Um, and don't, here's a, here's a kind of a uh, nitpicky thing that I have. This is a pet peeve of mine is when people try to create their own hashtags, right? So they literally like string 10 words together and that's a hashtag, right? That you're not gonna get discovered there. It's all about the strategy of what the hashtags are actually meant to do and they're meant to be thrown in there with people. Now you could always go YouTube and figure out like, you know, do you want hashtags that have 10 million, you know, posts or more or between 3 million and 5 million or, between 10,000, 100,000, like you can go YouTube that, there's tons of content out there, I'm not gonna get into that. Bottom line is keep your hashtags relevant and keep them um, you know, relatable to your actual post. And what I would say, there's, there's kind of a mixed thought about this. I've heard multiple times where clients ask me, hey, should we be putting the hashtags in the description with the post or should we put it in that first comment? This is just a little bit of a ninja trick, this is a myth. And the myth is is that um, Instagram will penalize you if you put the hashtags in the post, but that is completely false. There's nothing to prove that that actually happens. There's no data on it. Instagram's never come out with something that says, you know, if you put your hashtags in the post, like it was, it was meant to do that. Like you are meant to actually put your hashtags in the post. And so when we're distributing for our clients, we always put them in the post, but what we do is to keep it clean is that we'll put the description and then we'll put enter dot, enter dot, enter dot, and then the hashtag, so it's way down here. So in order to see the hashtags, you actually have to hit see more, and then you can view the hashtags. But again, the hashtags are meant, are they're not meant to be read. They're not meant to be on there with the post. They're meant to be those keywords that people can search to get to the posts that we're posting, right? So keep that in mind. So that's a, a little bit of a myth, is that like it doesn't matter. You can put it in the, in the first comment if you want to, the hashtags. You can put that in the first comment, but it's not gonna make a difference if you put it in the description or the first comment. So just keep that in mind, it really doesn't matter. Um, the next thing that I got, this is a, a little bit of an interesting one. This is more for you if you're a business owner, you're a brand or whatever. Um, I do this every once in a while on my posts, about one or two times a week, where if I have a post that I really, really like it and it's really relevant to what I'm preaching and it's something that um, you know I think that can really bring me leads if essentially, 
I'll actually boost the post. Now, I think I've talked about this on a previous episode before, but I will boost the post. Now, I know a lot of marketers will tell you, don't ever boost a post. You don't want to do that. There's rhyme and reason behind it. There's a little bit of a method that I go with. And the first one is that like, I actually hit a very targeted list. So I have a custom audience that I have linked to my Facebook and I linked my Facebook and Instagram. I uploaded my custom audience and I run that boosted post specifically to that audience and a lookalike audience. So I am strategic about it and that's something you really need to think about. And the reason why I like that is because I know the people on my list are in my target demographic. And so I'm hitting the people I wanna hit, not allowing Instagram to choose who they're gonna show the post to, right? So boost the post, I normally do three to five days depending on the post and I'll run like 15 to $25 on the boosted post. And it's just to get a little bit of traction up. Now I do think that it's important to, um, there's two sides of it. You can either run a boosted post immediately so that you can get that instant interaction and then it can help boost your organic reach to your followers, or you can monitor your action your interaction on the post and then maybe two days later if you got a post that's getting a lot of organic traction then boost that post so there's two ways to go about it um there's a lot of methods behind you know if that if those things work or not but i'm not going to go into that but that's just what i do and i do recommend it if you got a post that's out there especially if it's like if you let's say you're a cake shop and you have a, a special this weekend like boost that post like take a picture of that cake that you're running a special on post it on instagram boost the post and you're going to get, you know, some pretty good reach. So that's a little bit of a ninja trick that I do. And I think it works well. Scheduling content. This is a really big one. I, there's not, there's not really a reliable third party distributor that I can say works extremely well. We've tried just about everything that there is to try when it comes to third party distributors. And then come to find out Instagram and Facebook does actually penalize you if you're not using their creator studio. They want you to stay on their platform and use creator studio. So I talked about this last week. Anytime you're gonna post on your business page or personal brand page, if you're gonna schedule it out, use creator studio. Number one, it's free. Number two, it's super reliable because it's their platform. And then number three, they're not gonna penalize you in the algorithms. So you can do the same thing on Instagram. Now the trick here is, is that your Instagram has to be a business Instagram and it has to be linked to a business Facebook page, right? So that's the trick here. So you combine those two and now you're able to actually schedule. And the awesome thing is it's not just images and it's not just videos, but you can actually schedule IGTV videos through Creator Studio as well. The only thing that sucks is that the app on mobile does not, it's not super great, but if you do it on your desktop, I just found take one one hour a week, schedule all your content out for the week, you're good to go, you're golden. So that's something that we've been doing. Um, our distributor uses this and uh, it, it works extremely well. Uh, so then IGTV, let's talk about that for a little bit. So IGTV is definitely a platform that you should take advantage of. It's kind of a platform inside of Instagram, but the bottom line is like Instagram wanted to create this kind of separate app. So if you actually go to your, your app store and you search IGTV, it's a completely different app, which I don't know why they do that, but you know, whatever. I think they're trying to get on a platform and create a platform that's gonna be that long form content, that pillar content I was talking about. Um, and it just never really completely took off. So what I have found from the uh, clients that we work with that we distribute IGTV videos for and the content that I put out is that anything between two to five minutes is the is really the sweet spot when it comes down to length for IGTV videos. Now, the baseline is 10 minutes that you can actually upload IGTV video for. 
And then if you're a bigger influencer, you got a bigger following, I think you can go to 60 minutes. Um, and I don't know what the whole qualification is for that, but I personally do not see any reason. And just from the data, the stuff that I've studied, I really don't see a reason to distribute more than five minutes on an IGTV video. Um, because again, people are not on Instagram to consume long form content. They'll go to YouTube or they'll go to Hulu or Netflix or even Facebook first before um, they come to Instagram to consume longer content. So keep that in mind, IGTV, um, you know, take advantage of it. I think you should use it. Again, it's a vertical format, so you're not gonna be uploading, um, you know, IGTV videos that are square or um, landscape. You can, but I don't recommend it. Vertical is really what you want to uh, be working with. Next thing is stories. Post stories as often as you can. Stories are meant to be that behind the scenes function that people aren't gonna see in your newsfeed because it lasts, it, it lasts 24 hours, then it goes away. Um, in addition to that, I do recommend building out your highlights. So highlights are those little icons that you can add from your stories into your actual profile and people can click on that and see the highlights from your stories, which is really cool. Um, there's a lot of really cool functionality behind that, but it just makes your, it, it just beefs up your profile a little bit more. So if you go to my Instagram, you'll see I have um, REI marketing, I have content marketing, and then I have travel. So those are the three pillars that I really go off of. And so you can click on those, you know, anything in content marketing is content marketing posts that I've put out there or stories or whatever. And then same thing for REI marketing, that kind of thing. So just keep that in mind. Um, I think that you should really go and go and take advantage of the stories. Um, there's some really cool things that you could do with that in order to drive traffic back to you and build that audience, the strength of the audience that you want. Next thing is build out your bio, build out your bio as much as you possibly can put in a website for you. Do not hashtag inside your bio because you don't want people leaving your uh, profile. I know it helps with finding a profile and that's not really proven, but if you add a hashtag in your actual profile, people click on that, then they're gonna get sidetracked and get distracted and they're never gonna make it back to your profile. So just don't do that, it's bad practice. Um, but build out your profile. Add emojis that are relevant to you and who you are and build out that as much as you can. Think about it a little bit. You know, like Put some thought behind it and actually build it out that oh in a way that actually describes who you are and what people are coming to your account for the next thing is use a link tree this is a really good method if you don't have a website or have a central place for people maybe you have like multiple locations that you want people to go to but you don't have a centralized location for them to click on and then get navigated to wherever they want for instance i've got i've got two podcasts and then i've got my website and a color media and then i've got rei.video if I wanted somebody to go to all four of those, I would just say click the link in my in my bio. They would click that, it's a link tree, and then link tree redirects um, and shows them options of my REI marketing podcast, my content marketing playbook podcast, my website, REI.video, and whatever else I wanted to show. And then they can click on that. So it's just an easy way to be able to combine any links that you want because you only get one link in your entire Instagram profile. So uh, something, a little trick, they have a free version, pretty cool and very useful. Next thing is engage in the comments. Make sure you are engaging with your audience as much as you possibly can because that creates relevancy. Um, now, I'm gonna kind of wrap this into um, the growth of your, of your profile, right? So I actually have, you know, to be 100% honest with you, I have a um, Instagram expert that's working on my profile where she'll go out on my behalf I gave her a set of comments to be able to go comment on other people's accounts that are relevant to me. So she'll comment on those those um, 
you know, those other accounts, their, their, their content that they put out, like their stuff, follow them and all that kind of thing. When they come back to me and they start commenting on my stuff, I respond. And don't just put like a flame or a muscle or whatever else, like actually give a thought out, well thought out response, like give them your two cents, right? So this is uh, something that I think that will um, dramatically increase the, the, the loyalty when it comes to your audience because if you're getting responses uh, from you know your audience and you're not responding, they're gonna think you're a jerk and they're just not gonna wanna engage with you, which engagement is what actually drives the algorithm. So just keep that in mind, engage in the comments, engage with other profiles and accounts and other content that maybe you're following that's relevant to you and your target audience. The last thing that I've got here, there's plenty of other things that we could talk about when it comes to Instagram, but this is the last thing I wanna hit on, is the algorithm. And I think I talked about this on last week's episode with Facebook. It's very simple, right? So a lot of people, a lot of marketers like to actually complicate the uh, the method of the algorithm, right? That's a big topic. If you go Google that, it's gonna you're gonna get dropped down with millions of blog posts and articles and stuff like that talking about how Instagram actually sets up their algorithm. Bottom line is very simple. If you put content out and somebody is interacting with your content, they are going to see it more. And if they're interacting with your content, it's probably because they actually like it, right? Because they're interacting with it, or if they're a hater, then you know, whatever. Still the same side effect. Then they're gonna see it more because they're interacting with your content. And if they see it more, then that probably means that they still like your content. Now naturally what happens, the reverse is, if somebody's not seeing your content, it's probably because they don't like it, and if they don't like it, they're not going to engage with it, right? So the more somebody engages with your content, the more they're gonna see it. So you don't really have control over the algorithm at all. But this is why the velocity of the content really comes into play. Because if you can stay in front of somebody and create relevant content to your target demographic and they can say, oh, hey, I like that a lot, so I'm gonna actually like it or comment on it, that's what you really want. And the more you can put in front of them that they're going to interact in, the more you're gonna show up in their feed. I always use the example, I follow Grant Cardone and I follow Gary Vaynerchuk. One of them is very relatable to who I am, the other one is not. I like a lot of what both of them stand for, but it's more of the aura. So like Grant Cardone puts out a lot of flashy type content with suits, cars, cash, all kinds of you know crazy stuff, flashy is basically what it is. That's just not me. I'm not a flashy person. There's nothing wrong with him doing that. There's a very large audience that really, like it's really applicable to them, right? But it's just not applicable to me. And so I don't engage with a lot of his content. But Gary Vaynerchuk puts out a lot of content that's raw. It's very unproduced. It's just kind of straight to the point, very value, um, value specific and very relevant to who I am. And he wears t-shirts and jeans and stuff like that. And so I engage with that kind of content a lot. And so naturally, I don't see a lot of Grant Cardone's stuff in my feed, but I see a ton of Gary Vee's stuff. So I always get Gary Vaynerchuk's content. So those are the things to think about. That's how the algorithm works. It's not complicated, guys. It's very, very simple. So that is Instagram in a nutshell. Again, there's probably a hundred other things we could talk about when it comes to Instagram. Bottom line is micro content, engage with your audience, and keep that consistency going. And then you can learn more about it. You can always go to like YouTube and figure out other you know cool tips and tricks that you can work out with Instagram. But that's all I got for you guys today. So hopefully that helped out and brought you some value and uh, really gave you a better understanding of what Instagram is all about and how to really get the most out of it when it comes to putting content marketing out on Instagram. It's a very, very powerful uh, platform to take advantage of 
So make sure you are, if you are not. Go hard at Instagram. I really think that it is this platform that is the, the monster when it comes to brands and personal brands and, and, and influencers. This is really the platform that you wanna be on if you're going in that direction. So make sure you do. But that's it, guys. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you haven't already, make sure you have subscribed to the Content Marketing Playbook. If you're on iTunes, please do me a massive favor. Click off this episode, go back to the homepage of my profile, and then leave a five-star review. I would much appreciate that. Reach out to me if you have any questions. Josh at colormedia.com, colored spelled C-U. L-L-E-R. Happy to answer any questions that you've had. I've actually had a couple people reach out to me. Uh, just let me know their feedback on the podcast. Let them know it's helping them out and everything. So I appreciate that feedback. So even if that's just to say, hey, you helped me out, then I'd much appreciate it. Um, but also happy to answer any questions that you have about content marketing um, or this episode in general. So you guys reach out if you have any questions. Thank you so much for listening today and I'll catch you guys on the next one.